15 degrees. Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with King of Celeb, King of 95 News. 38 uh, average high for this time of year, 20 the average low. We'll get up to 29 this afternoon, 13 the low tonight, 45 on Thursday, 56 on Friday, 30 on Saturday, 44 the high on Sunday, 39 on Monday, low 12 with a 20% chance of precipitation. Tuesday's high, 26 degrees. The CAM School Board met in a work session on Monday night to discuss future enrollment numbers and how that might affect future attendance centers in the district. The school board is studying enrollment projections and what it would look like for attendance centers. And some of the conversation was to go from three to two to one over a period of time. Those are some of the thoughts that were shared in the meeting and the process all discussion, no public input. Cam School Superintendent Paul Cron. He says the board will vote on a resolution next month on assembling a facility committee. We'll meet with our board facility committee of Mike Pikeman and Kara Murphy, generate a list for the board to consider in our December board meeting, and then try to get that committee started as soon as possible. And then the other thing the board would like to consider in the December meeting is to set the time frame for consideration of closing an attendance center, which will be in May instead of June as proposed. Part of that is part of staff reduction. And then they thought uh, if we could get a couple of these things going a little sooner, uh, they can make the decision a month sooner. Cam School Superintendent Paul Cron provided the board with a five-year enrollment projection by grade, open enrollment out and in, building configurations, physical structures, and the number of principals employed in the district. Cron also called 21 school districts with similar beds and enrollment figures. He says 11 of the districts had one building, two principals, nine districts with two buildings and two principals, and one district with two and a half buildings. Cron says the community meetings we held between December and May in consideration of closing an attendance center. Guthrie County Board of Supervisors held a brief discussion on Tuesday morning on the EMS System Advisory Council. Last week, the supervisors approved a resolution declaring emergency medical services an essential service in Guthrie County and appointing a Guthrie County EMS System Advisory Council. On Tuesday morning, the board threw out a few names for possible members of the council, but ultimately decided to wait until next week to take any action so they have time to find more people interested in serving on that council. You want someone that will work with people and is not afraid to speak. Speak up. Speak up. And somebody that will commit to going to the meetings. Yes. Not just be a... That's that's what I ran into. I went through five, six people before I got each member of the EMS System Advisory Council will serve three years unless the commission is dissolved sooner. Members of the council shall include the Guthrie County Public Health Administrator or designee, Guthrie County Emergency Management Coordinator or designee, two members of the Board of Supervisors, a representative from each state authorized emergency medical service which services Guthrie County, the administrator or designee of the Guthrie County Hospital, and five citizen representatives, one from each quadrant of the county, Northeast, Southeast, Northwest, Southwest, and Central. Brenda Mainwaring, President and CEO of Iowa West Foundation, provided an update to the Board of Supervisors on Tuesday morning on the recent grant award cycle. Mandy Billings reports. The Iowa West Foundation Board of Directors recently approved $3.9 million in grant and initiative funding for more than 20 nonprofits in Southwest Iowa. We continue to, to try to focus on what we heard during those community imagine hours and the single thing that we heard over and over again was the need for housing. 
across a whole continuum. Um, and so we've, about a million of what we've expended this year is for housing, including in rural areas. For example, the city of Oakland will receive $300,000 for residential land acquisition. Uh, I would assume that the <clears throat> Oakland grant was for the that new residential development they're working out by the golf yeah. course. And that's actually a loan, and not to get into the weeds, but we're, we want to recycle that, you know, for where, where we're trying to help build new housing where you anticipate that there's going to be private purchase. The city is purchasing it. I think they're bonding for it. I don't have the details, but when they sell those units into private development, they pay us back so that we can use those funds again for Macedonia or someplace else that needs, that has the opportunity to acquire property. Mainwaring also highlighted Macedonia Hamilton development receiving $10,400. Macedonia is one of the participants in Heart and Soul, which is an organization that really tries to engage the whole community and starting them thinking about how they can help build up their community. And so we're helping to support the coordinator position. A few other local nonprofits receiving funding include the Danish Mill Corporation in Elkhorn, $750 for outdoor picnic tables, Menden Community Club, $12,042 for Little League Field Lights, Menden Volunteer Fire and Rescue, $10,000 for power load system for an ambulance cot, Red Oak Arts Destination, $8,000 for a mural project, and Shelby County Historical Society, $452 for community outreach. The Iowa West Foundation accepts letters of inquiry, the first step in the grant application process, year-round, with deadlines of January 1, May 1, and September 1, prior to each of the three grant cycles. I'm Andy Bellings reporting. Iowa Stand Your Ground law used to dismiss manslaughter charges. An Iowa man's manslaughter charge is dismissed for the state Stand Your Ground law. James Siegel was initially charged with voluntary manslaughter after shooting Ty Casey in a Cedar Rapids home. Siegel's trial was scheduled for April. The Stand Your Ground law allows people to use deadly force within reason in case of self-defense. And a recount has been approved for an Iowa House race covering parts of Cedar Rapids and Marion. Unofficial results show Democrat Elizabeth Wilson defeated a Republican Susie Wynock by more than 300 votes. The Lynn County Board of Supervisors approved the recount on Monday. They say a bipartisan three-member board hopes to finish the recount before December the 5th. University of Northern Iowa students will be able to complete their technology management bachelor's degrees virtually. UNI is expanding the program with a flexible, entirely online option. It's designed for people holding an associate's degree and can be completed in two years. Applications are now being accepted for the spring of 2023. And harvest is complete in Iowa. The weekly Iowa Crop Progress and Condition Report says there are just a few scattered cornfields left to be harvested. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag says farmers are now looking ahead to next year. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is coming up.